You're listening to WJXCLP Jackson, Mississippi Catholic Radio, 107.9 FM. You're home for St. Joseph's Catholic School Bruin football, Bruin basketball, and the Bruin Buzz Live. Here every Friday at 5 p.m. and again on Mondays at 7.30 a.m. The Bruin Buzz Live is underwritten by Brown Bottling Group, St. Dominic's, C Spire, and Orange Theory Fitness. From the WJXCLP studio on the campus of St. Joseph Catholic School in Madison, this is The Burn Buzz Live, your weekly radio show featuring everything about St. Joseph Catholic School. Join me, Landon Maynard, and my guest this week, Dr. Dina Kinsey, the St. Joseph Catholic School principal, as we talk about the first academic semester at St. Joe. The Burn Buzz Live for Friday, December 3rd, 2020 to 21 begins now. So, uh, Dr. Kinsey. Yes. Do you have anything you'd like to say about the school year so far, like the first semester? Um, I think this has been a great school year. It's it's been different from last year. We expected last year was um, pandemic ridden, and we didn't know how things were going to go. So there's a little bit of fear. And this year we have. Um, it's just been different. People are trying to catch up. We don't have that fear anymore. Um, you know, you're worried about the virus, but um, we don't have that, that fear of what's gonna happen. So now we're trying to get back to the academics at hand. And that's been a little bit of a challenge. You didn't, we didn't realize what a block it would be and how much we would have forgotten as you plan things. Cause as like we're having gifts of the season this week, we forget because it's been two years, the little details, the teachers have talked about that, how we, uh, homecoming dances and everything that we've tried to pick back up and do for y'all we've forgotten all the little minutiae that you know like you don't need you need more light in the gym for dances you know the little right. type of things that you forget but I think um, other than that, it's been a really great year we're um, bumping along and and you know academics is going well we had quite a few new students join us this year because you know the public school struggled last year so we've got kids trying to make up some loss of learning last year, in addition to the fact that we just didn't realize how much of a mental block there would be when you're worried about the pandemic and how much you can't learn and you think you're bumping along. But um, So we did well last year, but we're doing even better this year. So, so it's been unusual, and parents are concerned and teachers are concerned because you're just trying to get back to normal. But all the time you're questioning if normal is really the way we should be doing it. You know, so this is our opportunity to look at education different and see if we can do things uh, in this technological world to make things go the way they should. Yes, I mean, it was weird last year, like, you know, having to wear the mask and get your temperature checked in the morning. It was was weird. It was weird. And, you know, we we took everybody's temperature and never caught anybody. Really? Yeah, coming to school with a fever. Everybody was fine. So I don't know. We... We didn't know if taking temperatures made people go, oh, I have a fever, I can't go, you know, because I can't get through the temperature check, or people really were just fine. I mean, I, we kept the virus real low last year, but right. teachers took on a lot. We spread kids out more last year, so they lost a planning period, so their normal time, and then they, and then we were, you know, here at 7 o'clock in the morning at 7.15 trying to get uh, temperatures taken and, and, you know, having to eat lunch separated, Last year, remember, it's not been so nice this year to be back in the cafeteria. Or, but since you're a senior, you get to um, eat lunch out on the senior deck and, yes, and wander around a little bit. The seniors were the only one that had that privilege last year. Everybody else 
um, had to eat with their teachers. And I ate with mine every day, but we ate out in the cafeteria because there weren't many of us and they wanted to sit out on the deck. So I guess it was a benefit of having the principal as your, as your algebra teacher yes, was that during lunchtime, you actually got to go to the cafeteria, but I was with them. So it gave them, gave my class a little bit of normalcy. Um, but I tried sitting outside in the rosary garden with lots of other teachers and yes, that, that just, that didn't work for me. And <laughs> I can't, it's too many people and I yeah, can't I watch my kids. And so that didn't work for me. So we tried a different path. Yes, ma'am. Uh, have we had any, like, cases this year at the beginning of the school year? We've had one here and there, but um, nothing that has traveled around on campus. Right. Most of most of our kids are here every day. Uh, you know, a couple of weeks ago, we had a, a child at a different school who was a sibling um, end up with COVID, and they came to get the, the sibling that was here, and they stayed home for a couple of days. You know, it's that kind of event, but not, um, you know, the flu seems to be spreading much more than COVID. So as you know, as a senior, that's at least six seniors have had the flu. Me and all my friends got the flu. (laughs) Everybody got the flu. So, uh, it, the flu is our problem this year, but we don't have that fear of the flu like we do COVID because we, we didn't understand COVID and the flu. People are like, yeah, you're going to feel terrible for a few days, but you'll be fine. You know, young people are fine. We just didn't know with COVID how that was going to be. But yeah, so now we're using that same Lysol and everything else. Uh, I've always, um, my background is elementary, so little kids touch everything and everybody. So I spend a lot of time spraying stuff down with Lysol um, in the elementary school. So when I came to the high school, I, I brought that habit with me. So for years since I've been principal at the beginning of the school year, all the teachers get a couple of, of cans of Lysol and they get um, Clorox wipes. So we were thankfully already prepared for COVID. And uh, I kept that, that going this year, wiping things down. And, you know, that helps keep the spread going. But, you know, when y'all are hanging out together after school, there's nothing I can do about, you know, that spread yes, of the I, virus. And that's, yeah. that, that's what I can control it in school. I can't control it when y'all are out of school. Right. So uh, we're having a canned food drive right now? We are having a canned food drive. It, um, you know, service is one of the tenets of St. Joseph. It's what we do. Uh, you know, you've been here six years that every year we've done service. Well, last year we struggled with going to do service because of the pandemic, and we, but we didn't want to give up our servant heart. And, I mean, that was what Jesus told us to do, right? So right. it's what we do. So this year we decided there's such a need with the um, empl- unemployment problems and the SNAP benefits being cut and all those struggles, the working poor are having to choose between feeding their families or paying their electricity bill. So we thought, Ms. Cooper actually thought that it would be a good path to have a food drive. And so the theology department decided that uh, 7,500 cans would be our goal. So it works out to be about 20, ga- 20 cans per student. And I know the seniors have gone out and left notes in, in their neighborhoods and picked up a lot of cans. And we're at about 4,000 cans today. So we're getting there. Um, yes, we've got ma'am. one more week. And um, part of the entrance to the Gifts of the Season concert this weekend is asking people to bring canned goods. Yes, ma'am. So hopefully we can get that up. And then we'll divide those cans between... Um, the food pantries at St. Richard and uh, in Jackson and um, Sacred Heart in Canton. So that those families, because, you know, the Sacred Heart community was hit really hard during the um, ICE raids. Right. You know, for looking for the documentation. And I understand, but that leaves people without any income and any ways to feed their family. And 
those that were here legally have suffered just as much as those who have not. And we we try to feed all children. I, I don't care their status. I, you know, yes, <laughs> people ma'am. are people. We're, we're trying to take care of them the best we can. Yes, ma'am. So uh, earlier you mentioned the gifts of the season. Yes. Uh, what exactly is that? Gifts of the season is our annual Christmas concert put on by the band and the choir. And we have an amazing choir this year. So that's been nice to um, add that to the incredible band program we have. And this year also, in addition to our soloists and our, our pianists and the people who, you know, showing their things, uh, we, the dancers are going to come. Spirit steppers are going to come really. and, and do some rockets kind of stuff. So, yes, so really we've incorporated so much more into it this year. It'll be a nice way to give back to the community um, and just invite everybody to come. So there is no entrance fee. There's a there's a seven o'clock show on Friday night and a two o'clock matinee on Sunday, but we do ask that you bring some canned goods and and it's yes. a nice way to start the season. And we really missed it last year. We did it on you know video. We did a video concert of it, and then the year before we'd had an ice storm or something, so we only got to have it on Friday night and didn't get to have it on Sunday. Yes, um, I can't. Yeah, it was one of those weird freak early Mississippi ice storms. Yes, ma'am. So we've missed out on that, and it really sets the tone for the season. For me, it really bumps up the Christmas spirit and uh, the kids are fun and they enjoy it. And that's what, you know, the eighth graders who take choir uh, first semester, they are in and Mr. Russell's intro to music students in their right. rotations. So it covers everybody from seventh to 12th grade. So we have soloists and then the art department is also going to be selling ornaments that they've made pottery because you know miss turner does some amazing pottery stuff in there yes, so the students are going to be doing that and we're starting an art store back there so that um for our because we have such talented artists when they uh, create something they can sell it in their art store so hopefully we can start um, pushing that and showing people what we can do because we have something that most schools around here don't in our fine arts department right. and people just don't know I hear when people come to tour St. Joe they're like oh I didn't know that all this was back here so somehow we gotta get that word out yes ma'am. so uh it's the start of Advent it was this Sunday this Sunday was the first yes, Sunday ma'am. of Advent which is our 40 days of preparation right. for the birth of Christ so you know in the Catholic faith is because you're Catholic we do the um 40 days at, at before Christmas and then 40 days before Easter. So um, Advent is a little more joyful because we're looking, yes, you know, you're anticipating yeah. the birth of a baby and those are always fun. Um, and then Lent is a little more, you know, reflective and um, solemn would be a good right. word. Right, yes, um, Trying to, because I mean, Christ is going to give his life up for us. Yes, so at Advent, we, we try to take that time. You know, uh, the store started putting Christmas stuff out in October before Halloween was even here, and they're putting yeah. their Christmas stuff out. But in the Catholic Church, we wait. So we, we make sure after Thanksgiving, and of course, it's an American holiday, you know, right. Thanksgiving, but it's kind of it works out. After Thanksgiving, that's our time to stop and think about all the gifts we've already been given and uh, what Christ has done for us and how much we have and find our um, center of greatness, of gratefulness is what I'm trying to say. And then we... Um, then we can have Christmas, and then Christmas for us begins at Christmas Eve and right. extends until the baptism of the Lord, which is about January 15th. Yes, ma'am. So that, my tree has not even up yet at my house. I don't put it up until the third Sunday of Advent, which is when we light the pink candle on the wreath. Right. I put it up that day, and then I take mine down at um, the Epiphany. 
And we're actually going to have Mass on the Epiphany this year because really? it's a Thursday. Yeah, I'm excited about yeah. that. It's Thursday here. We'll be in school, and so we'll have Mass for the Epiphany. So I'm That's excited good. about that, yeah. So is the school going to like do anything special for Advent, like any special Masses or anything? We do, well, because uh, we have one Advent Mass, and that's this week. Yes, so sir. Father John will be our celebrant tomorrow for our, our first week of Advent Mass. And then next week we'll have Mass on Wednesday instead of Thursday because Wednesday is the Holy Day of Obligation. And so instead of Advent, it is the Immaculate Conception of Mary. Yes, so that, that, and then the next week is exam week. So we're we're out of Mass things, but we're trying to decorate in purple. We're trying to um, keep the tradition going, and the you know the lot the Fine Arts Lobby for Gifts of the Season even has a lot of purple in it. Trying to keep the focus on. It's hard to wait. We don't like to wait. We right. are an electronic world. We don't want to wait for anything, but it's what we have to do. So that's what we're doing. Yes, ma'am. Uh, wasn't there reconciliation yesterday? Uh, yesterday and today. And we today? have changed the way we're doing reconciliation. Remember when you were younger, we used to um, go into the auditorium right. and we would all sit there for an hour and a half and some people would doze off and you got individual reconciliation services. This way we're doing it now because of the pandemic, it was a positive change right. because we couldn't get all 400 kids in the auditorium so how do you do that because you've got to get priests in here and they are busy people um so we started uh organizing by religion class and letting the priests sign up for the times that work for them over the couple of days and it really has worked well because it they have a reflection um in the classroom with their theology teachers and then they go to individual confession so yes, that that you. seems to work well the kids really liked it last year and that that they don't y'all don't normally tell me things unless it really has an impact one way or the other. Unless you're really angry, normally it's just really angry, or really happy about things. So the really happy one, I had kids stopping me going, Miss Kinsey really liked it better that way. Right. I thought, okay, well then that's gonna have to be the way we do it then. So that we're year two, and the, the priests like it better because they're it fits in their schedule and they get that one on one time with students. They enjoy that, and a lot of our non Catholic kids will go to confession because it's not only for Catholics right? and they enjoy the counseling aspect of it. So, um, you know, in the movies, they make it look like it's a, you know, you go behind a wall and you, yeah. you know, and they, the priest are wanting to beat you on the head for your sins. And that's really not the way it is. It's very much of a counseling session to help you try to be a better person. That's the goal, right? Yes, of confession, right. not just listing off what you've done wrong. So they, um, they really like that opportunity and it makes everybody feel a little better when they get out of there. Yes, um, you know, it's good to see there's some positive things come out of the pandemic. Yes, isn't it? Yes, I think so, too. I I think there's been a lot of, there were a lot of things. It gave us an opportunity to look at things that we questioned before and thought, well, why pick it up and do it again? So let's do something different. Yes, ma'am. All right, we're back here with Dr. Kenzie on the Bruin Buzz Live as we talk about uh, Bruin School and all things to come this year and what's already happened uh, previously this year. Right. All right. So, uh, Miss Kinsey, so I was walking through the office today. I noticed there's an angel tree up there. There is an angel tree and that, um, each year, brother John Brennan, um, at, is part of the Christian brothers. We have two brothers here, brother John and brother Droll. And he, um, is very familiar and outside of his St. Joe time, he works with the working poor. And so he knows lots of children in need and he needs things for Christmas. So he gives a bunch of names and, and their wish lists to uh, the um, Honor Society members. And the Honor Society members then um, make angels to put on the tree and, and people will come by. So that's what they're in the process of doing is putting the angel, the names on the trees. 
and it'll have a child's name with their age on there and so whether a girl or boy and you know a couple of things they might want and then they uh, hang it on the tree and then people come and pick it up and adopt those children for Christmas so that those kids will have something under the tree as well so it's a nice way to make sure we have so much it's it's a nice way to make sure somebody else does because you know poor children don't understand why they're poor and they don't understand why the kids they go to school with may get something um, amazing and they get socks you know so they it's an opportunity to give them a little something more than what their parents can do for them and you know brother john and brother rob um, the christian brothers are pulling out of jackson so this is our last year with Brother John really? and Brother Rob. Yeah, and Brother Rob is part of his formation. Brother John's been a, a Christian brother for, I don't know, he's 78. So, you know, wow. most of his life. Yes, uh, right. But Brother John is, I mean, Brother Rob is very, very new to the organization. And he has spent many years with us. He spent two years with us here as he was discerning on whether to join um, the order. and And then he did. Right. And it's a seven-year formation type of thing. And part of that seven years, you have to go, before you take your vinyl vows, you have to go um, live in the community somewhere in a needy um, area outside of the United States. So he's done three years here. And so he's got to go then to uh, I don't know, Central America or, or someplace in Africa and live for a year helping those communities, you know, in different right. countries. That's what the Christian Brothers do because they're, an, you know, worldwide organization. They're just smaller in number now than they used to be. Yes, and um, there are only three of them here in Jackson. And Brother Ted and Brother Robert, I mean, Brother John are both older in years. Right. So they're closing this chapter here. And I said, well, you know. Brother Rob could always come back and teach at St. Joe. You know, I've got an apartment. You know, my house he can stay up there. <laughs> yes, um, But we would love. We're we're gonna miss them. But that's gonna affect how much or how St. Joe does what we do for service because Brother John has been so instrumental. And in, you know, the teachers every year um, have drives to help children have school supplies and just within ourselves. So we ask y'all to do a lot, but we also have our own things going on. So we send children to the fair so that they have that experience. When I was early, um, in my teaching career, I taught in a, in a poor area and elementary school was teacher first grade. And part of what the kindergarten program did every year, every month, they took them to the zoo or they took them to the museum or they took them to the park because those are experiences that poor children don't get. We're used to doing all that and they don't give that opportunity. So that gives them some world experience. So part of what Brother John does is send them to the fair. You know, we've all been to the fair and we're like, oh, I don't really want to go to the fair. But to those children who've never gotten the opportunity, it's a big deal. To right. see all yes, that. Sir. So you want to give them that world experience because the more they know, the better they understand and can grow in knowledge themselves because they understand what's going on. Yes, sir. And uh, we buy bridge books for them for the summer so that they can read and work over the summer to try to stop that summer slide in knowledge. So the teachers do a lot for that. But Brother John coordinates all that. He does the Thanksgiving meals. Yes, you know, we yeah. feed feed people at Thanksgiving. We collect money, and you know, I'm student council sponsor, so my student council collects money. We always always choose the biggest family because there are twenty twenty one of us, and so five dollars each, you know, feeds that whole family right. yes, at sir. Thanksgiving. And and brother said that the uh, you know there are lots of um, of 
groups and clubs and teachers who had sponsored different families and he fed about 35 families at Thanksgiving and that was the most he'd done. He said they tend to and they tend to share and feed, feed each other. Right. So we sponsor one family but they invite another family in and we get two families that way. So you know any impact. So I'm a little concerned about what we're going to do because that's part of what I love at St. Joe's. I feel like I'm doing something right, to yes, help I... other people while I'm because I'm here you know, 10 to 12 hours every day. And it's hard for me to go work at Stupot. But right. I can, you know, hand brother some money or I can order some gifts or I can, you know, do those little things, bring in some cans. And um, while I'm still here with y'all all the time, because I, I don't like to not be here when y'all are here, uh, that that my my mind is always here. But right. as we raise money, you know, St. Joe is a nonprofit. So, we do a lot of fundraising. We have drawdown in in January, yes, which is a big party, and that's our biggest fundraiser every year. Yesterday um, was a national day of giving. You know that started because we have Black Friday where everybody buys stuff, and then Small Business Saturday where people go um, shopping in the small businesses and do local. And then on Monday is Cyber Monday where everybody orders. So Tuesday became the national day of giving, and um, we do it through a program called I Give Catholic. And we wanted, you know, that bought us um, a bus a couple of years ago. Yes, that right. helped get the bus. And then last year it helped um, replace the the air conditioning and heating unit in the gym, right. which, you know, was $90,000. And then this year um, we've asked for, we're trying to raise money for um, a sign in the front. You know, like Madison Central has when you drive by and you use that digital sign. And yes, you, right. you can see what's going on. Yeah. I think people, just like I said a little while ago, People don't realize what all St. Joe has. I mean, I just couldn't tell you how many times people are like, I didn't know all this was back here. I didn't know y'all had this. This is beautiful. I'm like, we're 60 acres, but they they think we're just two little buildings right. on yes, the front. Right. And yeah. they, um, we, we have a beautiful campus. We do. We do have a beautiful campus in the fall and in the spring. You know, it starts getting all dry and blah, you know, so it's right. cold between the yes, buildings. Right. But it is, and we have an amazing fine arts building. And um, our sports program is probably better than it's been in so many years. I, you know, St. Joe's 150 years old, so I hesitate to say ever. Right. But yes, Coach Howell is an amazing athletic director, and he's got a vision for what he wants athletics to do. And they are growing, and our teams are winning, and we switched to MAIS this right. year. And we were uncertain about how that would um, affect us competitively. Right. But we've been quite successful so far, we so have. good, right? I, yes, you know, I'm so pleased that girls soccer uh, played in the final championship game, and and they lost it. But we have a very young team, right? And they had nine seniors on their team, so their nine seniors gone. Yes, uh, so next year, I fully expect uh, Rachel Donaldson as senior to help lead that group. She and Ramsey 100%. to run through that. Yeah, we're yes, we're definitely going to win that. And then as uh, and then our girls volleyball team won their first state competition ever. Yeah. So, you know, I'm, I'm going, this is not too bad. We're doing all right. Yeah, yes, and it's helpful to have, um, we get more people on campus by being part of this association. Because right. in the public school, their families don't travel as much. You know, they put them on a bus and they come because it's that's where your, your poor communities are. And right. they just don't travel a lot. And we were having to do a lot of traveling. And it just wasn't cost efficient for us. So this is much more local for us. And then we get to go see other schools and other schools get to come see us because right. their families um, are able to support their students just like our Bruin families support ours. 
because we, you know, we go in large congregations everywhere we go right. because we want to support our students and cheer our teams to victory. So this has been really good. Uh, you know, basketball is starting off with a bang. Mm-hmm. So where he's only lost three, they've only lost three games. So they're doing really well. It's it's going to be a good year. Yes, I am. I'm well, pleased about that. The only thing about the switch is we didn't play St. Andrews this year. In we football, did not. We which... did not. But um, it's my understanding that St. Andrews had already said they didn't want to play us in football. Really? You know, yeah, they're not um, MHSAA. This uh, St. Andrews is still MHSAA, right. but they played independently for football. So I don't really understand what all that means. But they yeah, they weren't really gonna be on our schedule anyway, but they were our big rival. They were. And we did play them with volleyball. I believe we went over there playing with volleyball. Um, and it gets a little ugly sometimes because they. I do. I do enjoy the fact that they dress in camo and they're going on a bear hunt. I think that's witty, right. uh, you know. But we've got to be a little more organized about what we're going to do. Of but, it's, but it's hard to abuse the saints, you know. I mean, right. <laughs> what are you going to do? Yes, <laughs> Take down the good people. Uh, you know, you got to find something yeah. more fun to do. But um, I do. I do a lot like walk. You know, when they show up here and all their camo makes me laugh. Yes, so I enjoy that about high school anyway. Yeah. So, uh, you know, we're wrapping up the semester this year. Yes. Uh, the first semester. Um, when are exams? Exams are two weeks from now. They're the week before th- uh, Christmas. We do two, hang, two this week and then next week. And then the next week we have a full day of school on Monday. And exams start on Tuesday. And it's all based on your periods, what, what class you have, when. So period A, period B. And so we have it out there on a schedule. For everybody to take their exams, Miss Cooper um, reworks the high school schedule so that the middle schoolers are here three days because there's only four days of exams because we right. only have seven classes, so two exams each day. So um, they have a you know they have rotation. If you remember, you went to rotation, yes, and so everybody has a rotation. Well, their rotation exams are uh, like the gifts of the season performance, right. so they wouldn't have an exam during rotation. So instead of coming one day, half a day, and then coming Friday G period, she arranges it so that they get all six of their exams in in those three days, and then middle school doesn't have to come on Friday for the right. G period exam. So it's a, a little bit of a benefit of being a middle school kid. A uh, bit. Middle school's you know middle school's tough, and so you got to have anything you know to help them along because it, right. it was you remember being in middle school. Uh, it, yes, it's man. you know you think you're you're great and know everything, and you get to high school and think, wow, I didn't I didn't know anything. <laughs> exactly. And uh, they run everywhere, and they're so happy to be here. Yes, and man. when I was teaching seniors, they would say, oh, the seventh graders just run everywhere. I I didn't do that. I'm like, yeah, yeah, you did. <laughs> I did. I watched you run everywhere. It's just the nature of being a middle schooler. They run to lunch every day. They do. They really do. <laughs> they, run, they do. Literally run to lunch every day. They run to carpool. They run. They just run. But they've got lots of energy at that age. And, yes, and with juniors and seniors, I'm like, if y'all could pick up the pace just a little bit or just move and let me walk by, um, you know, y'all just meander on over. Over there where you know to get where you need to be yes ma'am. so can seniors get exempt from the exams this semester seniors can be exempt from this semester exams if it's a single semester course okay so mr dylan teaches trig in the right. fall you can if you've got an a in his class and you've not uh had more than three unexcused tardies three unexcused dismissals and three unexcused absences, or you know any of those three categories. So it can be you could have so totally you can have nine total. Right. You know you could have three unexcused and three unexcused. But if you have four, that pushes you over and makes you non-exempt. Okay. Yes, and ma'am. so in the spring, the senior privilege is that you can be exempt from all of them. Right. In whatever class you have an A in, 
And with those same, it starts over next semester. So back to the three, three, and three. Yes, ma'am. Um, but that'll be next semester. So if anything you're not exempt from this semester, you can be exempt from everything. Um, we don't exempt, a lot of schools exempt their students all the way through. Right. But what we find and what I've read in the research is that um, kids get to college and they've never taken an exam. Well, you don't true. get exempt from exams in college. That's true. So while we love the reward of you doing really well in school, we're, we're setting you up for failure right. because there's this giant test that you've never had to study for. Yes, and while I, you know, all, I think all the St. Joe students would be perfectly capable of picking it up and figuring it out, why do we need to do that to you? You That's know, true. why not just have it something you're accustomed to and, yes, and no no point in panicking and going, well, you know, I know how to do this. I've got to look at everything I've done all semester because right. it's going to be on the exams. You know, I never really thought about it like that. Yep. You know, like in school, I was always like, I wish I was exempt. Right. Like, when you just said that, I was like, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. It really it, does. It, yeah, because that college professors complain about that. Right. They, you know, that because in lots of colleges are better now. They've changed with, you know, at the times they do lots more grades some teachers do, but my, some of them, when I was in college, you had a midterm exam and you had a final exam. Right. That was it. Yeah. You bomb either one of those, you're retaking the class. And I don't want that to happen to y'all. Yes, yeah. But I had I went to um, public school up near Memphis. I grew up in South Haven. And so we had always had final exams. So that wasn't anything unusual for me. But I was used to having some daily grades. Right. Yes, they don't ma'am. have those in college. So, really? you don't, yeah, some they're better now than they were. But, yes, I, you ma'am. know, I was in college 30 years ago. Right. Um, but better now, you know, if I were, and a lot of high school teachers will move up and teach college. And I can't change the way I would do things. So if I went to teach college, it would still, I would still go, you know, what about this assignment? And what about this assignment? And make sure you're meeting all your deadlines. And I know how you're doing as you go along so that nobody's surprised at the end. Yes, ma'am. Well, uh, that's all the time we have today. Great. Thank you again for joining me, Dr. Kinsey. I've enjoyed it. Uh, You are listening to WJXC Jackson, Mississippi Catholic Radio, 107.9 FM. You're home for St. Joseph Catholic School, Bruin Football. Broom Basketball and the Broom Buzz Live every Friday evening at 5 p.m. and again at Mondays at 7.30 a.m. This is WJXC Jackson, Mississippi Catholic Radio 107.9 FM.